Are we live right now? Are we starting? We're starting. We no. started. We're, we're going to start right now. Been in the Thank cloud. you, everybody, everybody, for coming out to Pod DC. We're here at Crimson. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves as we are here with Jason Smith. We're doing our podcast off the bench live here, our first time being on the road. We got some fans here. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. We got some basketballs, Just little mini basketballs everywhere. to give away. Oh, a lot of people filing in. A lot hands. of people coming oh, down here. That's the marketing wow. department. Got some We've got Jason Smith of the Washington Woo. Wizards here. Joining me, Jeremy Hyman, Zach Rosen, here for Off the Bench. Jason, uh, when you're looking at the season so far, I know it's been kind of a long season when you start from training camp in Richmond to here. How, have you, how do you think the team has grown from that point to where they are now? You say a long season, but if it's gone so fast. I feel like we just started yesterday, and now we're coming towards the end of the season, about to make our playoff push. I think our team has gotten so much better at building the chemistry. Mm -hmm. We didn't add too many new pieces, so we basically have the same team. I think going into these playoffs, we want to make sure that we get John Wall back healthy 100%. We don't want to rush him back from any injuries. We don't want to create any new injuries. Uh, I think Thomas Sadoransky has developed – Ooh, really yes, well yes. as a player. He's been very key for us in this these last couple games and this last month of play, really. Um, our addition of Ramon Sessions, key for us. He's now going to be here through the end of the season. Yes, he's going to be yep. here through the end of the season, signing for the rest of the season. He has been here, so he kind of knows the players and knows mm -hmm. kind of the chemistry that goes along with the team. Uh, I think for us, we just have to really – <laughs> squad together, <laughs> get ready, and, and hold our ground and, and hold our home court advantage and uh, go out there and get some big road wins going into this playoff. Yep. We only, only a couple more weeks until we're – I mean, could clinch a playoff spot as soon as maybe later this week. Yeah. yeah. But we're not going to get ahead of ourselves yet. Yeah, don't beat. Mm -mm. But, but – One day at a time. Us. Chill, yeah. chill. But, One game at a time. But my question <laughs> for you, Jace, um, we – I mean, we have to. So we're sort of monitoring the standings every day. Oh, and, yeah. and it changes almost every day yeah. up and down, especially how tight it is in the middle of the Eastern Conference playoff race. Do you – do you keep – are you checking every night, you know, is Indiana winning, is Cleveland winning? Are you checking that day-to-day, -day or is it just kind of you glance at I, the I glance at it. I don't, <laughs> I don't look at it really intently uh, just because, like you said, you can go crazy doing that. Mm -hmm. um, for us as players, we really try and take it one game at a time because if we really focus in on – 10 games from now we're <laughs> we might stumble as we get to that 10th game right so it's it's really focusing on on one game at a time one day at a time like today we had a good practice uh the season's been kind of a little bit different because we haven't had so many five and seven night games right it's been a game every other day so it's kind of been a tedious season but it's mm -hmm. it's been a good season for us um but i just keep on going back to we want to make sure everybody's healthy yeah Health is a, a big, big thing for us heading into the playoffs. And you got to know that every team is feeling those bumps and bruises as the season goes along. It's not just us that are tired. It's all the playoff teams. I mean, you look at the Boston team that we, thank God, pulled out a victory in Boston. <laughs> they were missing <laughs> about seven or eight of their guys. Right. And we still had to go to overtime. So it's – Double overtime. Yeah. Double overtime. It's, it's one of those things where you just – you got to 
the the team that will persevere the most through their <laughs> through being tired is going to win most of the games. Well, looking back at training camp, I felt like the storyline was this is a continuation of last year. Does it still feel like that because of I know you just said Ramon is here now. Yeah. Tomas has stepped up, but does it still feel I don't know, personally I feel like it's kind of like that. Um, in terms of the storylines, the team's play, especially at this point? I think we have some unfinished business. I I don't think we were done playing last year. I think we still had the mindset like we could be – we lost to Boston. Yeah. It was a seven-game series. We lost in Boston to to the number one seed. We could have gone to Cleveland. I think that we matched up better with Cleveland, to be honest with you. And I feel like we could have made it interesting and – possibly declined LeBron his whatever seventh straight appearance in the finals. So I think for us, we we have to have that confidence going in there, knowing that we are a good team. We're a team to be feared. We may not get all the media attention and everything, but we are a team to be feared once the playoffs come around because once they come around, anything, anything can happen. We appreciate everybody that's watching this live on the Wizards Facebook page. Thank you very much for joining us here with Jason Smith at Pod DC down here in Crimson. Uh, We got some great food here that we'll get to. uh, About the playoffs, it was a suggested format. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. One through 16, just (laughs) Uh -uh. straight, no? No. You can't do that. That's how we position ourselves as teams in the East and West is that – we only have to be in the top eight of the East and top eight of the West. When we go one through 16, there's going to be a lot of Western teams that are going to be getting in and not a lot of East teams. So that, that not only messes with players' views, but front office views. Like some teams won't be just mm-hmm. trying to compete with LeBron in the East. Mm-hmm. We got to go against the OKCs and everything. Like, Well, if you go one through 16 – with that format, are you going to play those Western Conference teams more to give yourself right. a chance mm-hmm. to win more? So right. It, you got you can't just switch up one through sixteen right. and expect to play them once at right. their place and once at our place. Right. Which is what they did in the WNBA. Right. Because yeah. that's how they now there's no more you you play everyone you know there's like a rotating schedule but it's yeah. not yeah. East versus you know the East and West it's kind of it's all combined now, uh, and they did that with their playoff seating so. Jason, and this is this is good, you know, not only intel coming from a player, but you're a player rep. So these are the types of things that I'm sure, you know, you represent, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Wizards for their yes. – for the union. Yes. And I know what are – if not this uh, – it's not just this issue, but what are some other things that are being talked about between, you know, as you being a rep, um, you know, what are some of the big concerns right now for the players and things that you're talking about? I think a lot of things – kind of revolve around I mean we just got a new collective bargaining agreement done so there's not going to be any work stoppage um, players are making more money than we have ever made in the history of basketball um, now it's getting into the nitty gritties of referees are getting so much attention mm-hmm. and I feel sorry for them like they have a hard job to do they're human yeah they yeah. <laughs> they get scrutinized for the smallest little details of calls or not calls yeah. or and when you nobody talks about the schedule that they have going and traveling all week long, like we thought we had it bad playing every other day. Like they travel every day, they have a different game, and they get one day off a week. And it's not the way that we travel on our road trips whatsoever. Like they're going on normal commercial flights, and they're having to deal with delays and and flight cancellations and everything. So. 
I feel bad for them. They they come out under such scrutinization, and nobody really knows how much stress they have to go under. I mean, as a ref, you're hated by fans, players, coaches, neighbors, neighbors. <laughs> it's it's a tough life to live. Yeah, I agree. And if I could just jump in and follow up on something related to that, I notice you, and I you know I try to watch what's going on all the time. I'm at all the road games, the home games. I notice you in particular. If there's ever something sort of escalating, it could be one of your teammates talking to a ref. It could be getting a little bit heated. If it's going into a timeout, I notice you're always the guy that kind of is walking out there, I standing in between, between the, right in the between, right, it's or, the height. It's the or height. it could be it even a ref or the uh, no, an opponent on the other team. But I notice how you kind of like nonchalantly. <laughs> I don't do it in. obviously. I don't like no, come running up and no, tackling no. anybody to get him away. But, but it's very. I just well. kind of insert myself in between the line of yes. conversation so that we don't have any curse words or anything <laughs> like that exchanged between the coach and the and the ref or the player and the ref. I've, I think. I'm glad that you noticed that because I think that I've saved a couple people some, <laughs> some technical yes, fouls and absolutely. some money out of their own pocket. So yeah, they should buy you some nice things. If yeah, they they had to should spend. absolutely. That they could be should. a new advanced stat: yeah. saved technical. I'll get on it. It's like, it's like hockey assists. Assist. Yeah. Hockey assists. Yes, yeah, cool. You know, in baseball, they have the saved errors, like when they, you know, if like they a, save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. same thing. Well, I you're a player rep, so you could bring that up. That Maybe might be something season. we need to add in the next collective yes. bargaining agreement, yeah. Mr. Silver. Okay. Okay. So I know that you and Naveen have kind of, you know, you guys are the hype guys off the bench. Naveen the is our guys. athletic trainer. Yes. Uh, you still pride yourself in doing that if you play or if you don't. What? Why is that still, you know, your mindset? You're a, you're a vet at this point. A lot of times the younger guys getting out, trying to, you know, get some brownie points. But you're, you've been in this league and you still do that. Um. I don't know. That's just who I am, really. Uh, it's it's something that I've kind of always done and pride myself on because being a positive person is infectious. As much, mm, I would say being a negative person is more infectious and can be a poison to your team. Being a positive person, it's only going to help your team. It's not going to hurt your team. Like, guys could maybe be angry that you're so positive and upbeat, but – that's just who I am. They kind of learn yeah. it and they expect it and they get used to it. So, and if I don't do it, they're like, "Where's Jay at? What, yeah. What's he doing?" Yeah. So, okay. Speaking of positive and negative, UVA the first 16 seed <sighs> to upset a number one. So you got the the negative of yeah. Virginia, but the positive of another local team, UMBC, doing yes. it. But you, you had to console. Yes. But you had to deal Mike with Scott. Mike Scott. Yeah. So <laughs> we we actually had uh, one of our. Our, our head strength coach, he was actually an alumni of UMBC, Ooh. and Mike Scott was an alumni of Virginia. So Virginia was supposed to have a 20-point favorite, whatever, and they had a little bet going on. Well, when didn't really go Virginia's way, <laughs> I would say 90% of our team and probably a couple of the coaches and training staff all text Mike to see if he was doing okay. And he, <laughs> he wasn't very happy, to say the least. He wasn't very happy at all. So the next day, we, we had to be very walking on eggshells around him because he wasn't the happiest of all, all people. So it was, but it's still, you got to give credit to UMBC. UMBC. Yes, yes. UMBC, yes. UMBC. Baltimore County, Baltimore University County. of Maryland. Okay, you have to All give right. credit to them. They made history. Mm -hmm. They went from a team, and I, I, I've told this to multiple people, they went from 
happy to be at the tournament, mm-hmm. making an appearance, to being sad and kind of pissed that they lost in the second round. Yeah. Because they beat the number one overall seed, and then they had a chance to win in their second game. Mm-hmm. So anything happen? That's the March Madness for you. Not that's kind of why. They yeah, also like got in the tournament by beating a team they had lost to twice in yes. conference play on a buzzer beater. So yes. that team just won for the ages for sure. Do you do you like watching the games? Do you like watching the college so, games? So <laughs> I have not watched one single college basketball game. Whoa. I filled out my bracket uh, a little hastily. I think I may have picked a little bit too many of the higher seeds. Yeah. And my bracket is not fully busted. But I still got three of my final fours going. I still got okay. Gonzaga, probably the weakest of my final fours. I still have Duke, and I still have Villanova, and I got Villanova winning it all. So I'm, st- I'm still good. Okay. okay. I'm still good. Hanging in there. Um, if we could now sort of switch topics. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of your life off, off the court, being a dad, being in the NBA, what that's like. Uh, I know there's some other, you know, some of your teammates are also new dads. How much are you talking to them about kind of fatherhood? Um, and how much, how difficult is it, you know, living the life that you live being on the road so much and trying to, trying to. A new dad at that like too. Yeah. Two kids, yeah. but a new baby yeah. boy. Uh, it is, it's difficult, but you learn to adjust. And I have a very loving, very caring wife at home who takes care of our kids very well. Um, I know that when I go on the road, that sh- they'll be in good hands. Um, she has probably one of the hardest jobs of taking care of two kiddos. We have one three-year-old daughter and an eight-month-old son, so she is just a little bit sleep-deprived. <laughs> just, just a, a little, little bit, bit sleep-deprived. But, yeah, for the other guys on the team, Jan has two. Um, he and I can kind of console with the whole sleep thing. His are a little bit older than mine, so I'm kind of asking him questions, and he'll bounce questions off me like, your wife do this? Like, she <laughs> crank all the time. I'm like, yeah, mine too, mine too. But uh, also, Marquise Morris, he he had a baby, and his baby girl is is three, four months, I think. And the whole non-sleep thing yeah. really comes into play there. So he's uh, he's learning that, but he's learned to deal with it too. It's just one of those things you learn to deal with as as life goes on, because you're gonna have kids, and you're gonna have those great, amazing moments. You kind of have to go through the the sleepless nights and the changing of the diapers and the mm-hmm. formula and this and that, but yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. And the summers are great, of course. Summers are great. You get a lot of family time in the summers. What's the height percentile for a Carter? Uh, Carter's got to be like ninety nine. So he's off the charts off right the now. Charts. Uh, head size off charts. His height. His weight. He's he's definitely got some <laughs> NBA player. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. 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 It's good. So we'll see. We'll see. Not, I'm not going to force him to do anything. Well, if he chooses NBA, I'm not going to be pissed at that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not able to watch college basketball, and you don't get much sleep. So are you watching movies? We know last time you were on the pod, we talked about movies. Did you see Shape of Water? Should that have won Best Pick for okay. the Oscar? Okay, Shape of Water. I cannot grasp watching a movie... That just, it looks weird, man. I know, right? It looks weird. I didn't, I never saw the movie, but when they said it won so many, and it got nominated for so many awards, I was like, what is this movie? So mm-hmm. I have yet to see it. I can't say that I've watched Shape of Water, but just kind of looking at the uh, pictures and previews, I'm like, 
it's, I don't know if it's going to be one of those that yeah. I, I, I catch. It's, that was an upset. It's, that was a 16 over a one. Yeah, that, 16. That I don't know about that. I, I would say it's happened more. once. Ever. I still haven't seen it. That's oh, a okay. 16 over a one in my book. Okay. Yeah. It was different. It was definitely different. Wait, did I, you see it? I did see it. It's it's unique. It's movie pass guy over here. I'm a big yeah. movie <laughs> pass guy. <laughs> definitely a different. It's I don't know if I, I don't even know what I could compare it to because it's very. You different. can't compare it to anything because it's one of a kind. I I I enjoyed it. It's just. I, I didn't think it was the best. It wasn't my favorite of the year, but I thought it was good. It's worth checking out, and it's now it's best out. picture. Okay. So just you, right. know, you get a yeah. couple hours when it comes out. I might have to put that on my Apple TV downloads as yeah. a rent. But what, Not if a buy, you, a rent. Okay. okay. What did you see? Is there anything that you liked that this Man, past I've year? A, I've seen a lot of movies. I, I caught the uh, – now, but now you got to bear with me. Uh, parent life, I don't go to see movies in the movie theater. I don't have yeah. a movie pass like okay. you. I've got – responsibilities at home <laughs> so jeremy's are very limited yeah yeah very <laughs> limited i have to catch my movies on apple when they come out so i've seen um one of the movies that i saw that was pretty good thor ragnarok oh yeah i haven't seen okay i had no intention of seeing it but then i was like eh, it's probably the best movie that i can see at this theater it's right yeah. across the street so i went and checked it out really good movie uh on the other end of that spectrum i saw blade runner Oh, 2049. Yeah, oh, I didn't really understand. I didn't know what was going on. People said I yeah. had to see the movie previous, so that was kind of on my list. You watched <laughs> the comedy Corporate? No, I don't even oh, know what that man, is. That's a good TV show. Sorry, I jumped a TV show. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. That's not okay. a movie, Jamoka. I know. It just, just made me think of it. Oh, okay. How about, yeah. are there any movies you have, to, you have to watch with your kids, but you secretly actually oh, like? Oh, oh, oh. So everybody asks, like, when you go for All-Star Break... They're like, oh, where'd you go? Jamaica yeah, or Mexico or something? Yeah. I went home, had family time. Wow, okay. And on Netflix, there was this movie called Sing. It's a child's Whoa. movie, and yeah. I thought my daughter would love it. Turns out that she absolutely loves it, and I watched it probably 12 times. Wow. Over That's like break. last time we talked, it was Moana. Chorus, chorus, oh, it was Moana. Moana? And yeah. she loved that movie. And Frozen was before Moana. Frozen was before yeah. that. It just goes in trends. And anything that has minions in it, <laughs> we'll watch it, regardless of the gibberish that they say all the time. So I have two little ones, too. Sing is the one with the pig. Yes. Right? Yeah. Sing is the one, one with the pig. the pig. And it's just because it has lots of singing in it. Yeah. She loved it. She'll sit there and just watch it. So now, actually, we, we watched a little bit of American Idol on TV, and she doesn't watch, like, real people shows. Mm -hmm. And when she actually saw the American Idol people singing on there, she was, like, glued to the TV. So we were like, hmm, wow. might be onto something. Okay. <laughs> One of the best moments of the season, in my opinion, was the dancing video in Phoenix <laughs> oh God. that this guy over here filmed. <laughs> and we yes. use it often. That darn video. <laughs> What so, uh let's get the backstory on this let's one. Let's get the backstory on this. In Phoenix, there was a hype crew that they didn't show on the camera that was doing the exact same thing that I was doing. <laughs> they were this, dancing exactly like I was. This Maybe is true. a little toned down, but exactly like I was. And they were singing this little something look at little Sally walking down the street. Do you dance, do you dance, do you and they kept on repeating yep. it. So it wasn't like I full-fledged started out on that <laughs> one particular dance move. I was just like, okay, it's got a little catchy beat to it. And I started dancing a little bit more and a little bit more. And then Kelly Oubre started dancing with me. And then Yamahimi started to do whatever, <laughs> whatever he, he was doing. Whatever he was doing. And then you see uh, 
Chris McCullough come in doing the Carlton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't just me. You just focus on me because I'm like, I start to spaz out running around and dancing. But it was, uh, it was fun. It was, yeah, it was funny. I and I actually may have the raw footage on my phone still. Thank you. If you'd That's like to see the full version and you could see the uh, We might have group, to get that proof out there, the full version. We could, we could show it to you. But if, that, if we can segue that into, you know, that was, that we posted that on social media. You know, people got a good laugh out of it. Um, just talking about social media in general, you know, there's a lot of good out of it. There's a lot of negative out of it. Yeah. As a player, and you know, you have a, a big profile. You're an NBA player. You have a big, you know, you guys, you guys all have a, a voice. What do you think about how sort of you have to position yourself and sort of when you want to make a statement um, and using your social platforms? Yeah, I think it's just like you said. You have to position yourself in the in the way that you want to be portrayed by the public. Um, the public is going to see. <laughs> maybe one out of the 30, 40 good things that you do, mm-hmm. but they are going to magnify in on that one bad thing that you do. So you really have to be careful out there, regardless of who you are. You're an NBA player. Um, NBA players now versus the 90s or even 80s or whenever before social media, before cell phones. Now everybody has a, a, a camera in their pocket. Right. So you can't be reckless out there doing whatever you want you really this is the times have changed um you have to be a good person at heart and be a good person in public you can't just be cursing out somebody for saying you're garbage and you can't shoot the ball on one night when you're averaging 20 points a game or anything like that not that any of my teammates have done that i'm not saying that anybody (laughs) has done that not advocating so it's a fishbowl effect and it's tough for players now to live in it because it seems like not only players, but millennials in general are always on their phone. So it, you, you have to filter out the good. You have to take the good with the bad. You've got to filter out that bad. If you're going to look at it all the time, you can't be angry at Joe Schmo from Mississippi saying you're a bum mm-hmm. or somebody right across the street in D.C. saying you're the greatest that was ever created. So there's good and bads with it. Um, just got to be very careful with it, that's for sure. And we, yeah, we enjoy watching, watching your uh, Instagram stories, watching your, your family. <laughs> I so got lots of different Instagram stories. You could catch me grilling. You could catch me singing in my car. Lasagna. We could uh, make some lasagna. Hashtag dad. Hashtag dad life. Get some conditioning in, pushing my daughter back and forth in a wash basket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a pretty entertaining person on Instagram. I think I might need to get my followers up. <laughs> Think are we are we good for some fan questions or what? Yes, good for some fan questions. We have I have some other topics to get to, but any fans have anything you want to ask Jason? Anybody? I know we're catching you off guard. Not everybody here. at one time. Calm no? down. Anybody? All right, we got okay. one. Hi, Jason. Hi. My name's Kim. Hi, Kim. Um, I did like Shape of Water. You oh, do have wow. to suspend your man- imagination, okay. but okay. it's not okay. a bad movie. Okay. Um, you are drinking wine there, too. So I'm yeah, I've just had one glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we love your spirit. Thanks for what you do. I think it's really important. It thank really you. lifts everybody up in the crowd every night, no matter how the game is going. So thank, thank you for you. being that person. Um, so what, what is your mental preparation for the playoffs as a team? Do you do anything different heading into the playoff season? That's question. a great question. Uh, playoffs is much different than regular season. Regular season, you have 
82 games, you might have a good game, bad game, whatever. In playoffs, you have one team that you have to beat. You have one goal. But to try and beat them four times out of seven games is the toughest thing. Because after the first game, you know exactly what they're going to run. They know exactly what you're going to run. The team that best makes those adjustments of how do we beat them since they've taken away our first and second options, what can we do different to try and beat them? It's really a chess match because it's not, oh, man, on paper, they're more talented than them. It is who can withstand being tired, fatigue? Who can withstand the away team's crowd? Uh, there's lots of different factors that go into it. And when you say playoff basketball, like regular season, you might have a couple games that you get hyped for and you get really excited to play. Playoff basketball, you're hyped, the other team's hyped, and their crowd is insane. So it's just that extra level of effort that you have to put out there. Mind you, you're tired. You might have an injury that's nagging you. You just, you may not be, ha you may not have it that day, but it's the playoffs. Like mm -hmm. you got to bring it. So it's, it's a lot of different factors that go in there. So this Friday, we're retiring Phil Chenier's jersey and microphone. Much deserved. All the fans out there, get tickets. If you don't have tickets already, it's going to be great. Taking on the Nuggets. And then Sunday, we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of the championship. And through all of the interviews that we've done, Kevin Grevy made a very funny comment about how he would space out during timeouts and wouldn't know what play the coach drew up. And Making Kevin look great. And then he that said happened. he'd ask the point guard, Tom Henderson, what the play was. How many of the plays that Coach Brooks draws up do you know where you have to go to John Wall and be like, what, what was that again? You know, Coach Brooks actually does a really good job of not trying to draw up too tricky of plays, but there's an occasion that he'll <laughs> draw up something, and he's got a bunch of – drawn all over the board and you're just like whoa you know what the play is you know who's supposed to get the shot but you're like where was i supposed to start and you whoever the point guard most of the time it's me and thomas i'm like what am i supposed to do where am i supposed to line? he's like oh you just go down there you're gonna and then sometimes you might be like i have no idea you're, you're on your it. own and i'm just like oh no what oh a, no what about the play when meeks tied it in boston was that that was what, a, what was the uh, play on that? Because Otto seemed to, to play, go on his own. That was not the play, yeah. but our, our play had kind of broken, <laughs> broken down. And he did probably one of the savviest things that you could do because he had the, time, the, the wherewithal to know that we were down by three. We only had so much time. We couldn't try and get a second shot up, so we needed a three. Yeah. So he... <laughs> And this was kind of like a, no, <laughs> shame, yes. moment yes. for me because I was sitting on the bench like, oh, my gosh, he has a wide open down. No. <laughs> and then he throws it to Jody in the corner, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> so it, it went from a, a bad to a good situation. But you have to give credit to both of those players. It was auto to have the mindset and the smarts to know that we were down three. And also to see Jody in the corner. But also, Jody had – what people don't understand, Jody wasn't in the game for a mm -hmm. while, so he was he cold. Was cold, yeah. So he was out there sitting in the corner with the opposing bench right behind him, yeah. probably yelling anything and everything at him. <laughs> and he knocks it down. Cool. We go to overtime, the first of two overtimes, mm -hmm. and we come out with a win in Boston, which is hard to do done it twice this year though we yeah. have done it twice yeah. this year we didn't see their full team the second time but we will take a win in boston because a win in boston is a win in boston anybody else have a question
Come on up, come on up. Say your name for us too. Jason, give you a shout out. Tyler, that's my name. Um, What's up, Tyler? Nothing much. Um, my sister is your biggest fan. She's a little nervous. Sweet. To, hey. She's a little nervous to ask, but she <laughs> wants to know what she has to do to get you back in the rotation. To do anything. She's a great baker. So well, maybe I, get Scott woo. Baker. Woo. <laughs> Tell Scott Brooks she'll make woo. a cake or something. Some cookies and some cakes to get me back in that rotation. No, I. I have no control over getting back into that rotation. I wish I could be out there for you guys. Uh, it's uh, it's tough for me, but our our team is is really deep, really stacked this year, and it's uh, it's a blessing, really, because you have to be prepared. In, in my case, I have to be prepared just in case anybody goes down with an injury and everything, which is hard to do. But I'm happy to be on a team that's winning. We're having fun. We have a great group of guys. Uh, this is it's a great time for me because I've been on the other end of the spectrum where it's losing teams where everybody's bitching and griping with each other and coaches aren't happy with players and players can't stand the coaches like we don't have that dynamic here we have a great staff we have a great front office we have a great group of players um, we're looking forward to make a deep run in the playoffs and hopefully I get a little tick speaking of the best player John Wall he gave everybody Rolexes. Yeah. That was in Boston, That's, right? Before yeah. the Christmas Yeah, before game. Christmas. Yes. New York. Not, that was New York? No, I thought it was happening in Boston. thought it was Boston. before. It was around holiday time. It was. It was definitely holiday. Yes. I don't Are think you? it was in Boston. I think it was in New York. It, it was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn. Right, right. The, right. Before Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Second best gift you've gotten from another player because the rolex is pretty do you wear is that it? Uh, yeah, that's it now? this is it this Ooh, is it. look at that everybody it's shiny, he's wearing it's a great it's, gift from john wall yes it is it's an amazing gift and i don't think i would ever have ever gotten this if i didn't get it from <laughs> yeah, john yeah. uh no that was a, a big time gift and we were all kind of in disbelief and i was uh sweating the entire time <laughs> Opening the gift, knowing what it was, the other guys were like, oh, my gosh, this is really a Rolex. And I was like, no, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. But, uh, yeah, I'm very thankful to John, and that was a very, very generous gesture. Second gift. Uh, well, I, this kind of really, really Top five, like just takes just, away from yeah. that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> last year, we did a little Christmas exchange, and I got a, a, a scarf. Oh, nice. that's good. I got a scarf. What's uh, it? It was Gucci. That's okay. what I was going to say. It had to be. Okay. It was okay. Gucci. Okay. It was Gucci. Uh, in previous organizations, um, Orlando was very, very generous in their Christmas gift. It wasn't a player, but it was, uh, I believe it was our president of operations. They gave us a, a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. Wow. A iPad Pro. Man. To watch film, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Strictly to watch film. No entertainment value whatsoever. <laughs> we got a Louis Vuitton uh, toiletry bag. Three gifts. Oh, yeah. They loaded it up. And I That's was, pretty good. That was probably that the best one that I've ever received. Wow. Until the Rolex. Until the Rolex. Yes. And this is a controversial topic. What? So I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Best dress on the team. Ooh. Best dressed. They probably won't hear this, so you can Good. Be I'm glad they don't hear this. Uh, best dressed. That goes into a very small <laughs> portion of our team. Uh, There's about what three guys. Yeah, about narrowed three down guys to? that really, yeah. really go all. And out. you on a good day, make uh, it four. Yeah, me on a good day. If it's a TV <laughs> game, if I decide to throw it's on a, a suit, I can game. look pretty snazzy <laughs> myself. But best dressed. I don't know what you could really categorize that wow. as because Kelly Oubre really goes to that. 
extreme yeah. fashion level. Of he's fashion forward, maybe. He's like yeah, he might next be ahead year's of his fashion time. line. He might be ahead, right ahead of his, of his time. time. He's got checkered pants and checkered shoes and full-on fur coats with some dark sunglasses, and it's... It's interesting. It's an interesting look. It's an interesting look. Not no, I could never pull it off, but it's an interesting look. Then you have Jan, who has his own fashion line, right. a French deal. French deal, yeah. And he could come in with a suit, or he could come in with a velour sweatsuit hoodie combination, <laughs> mm-hmm. or he could come in with some pants that are like 12 inches too short with some really <laughs> nice dress shoes and a really tight shirt. I don't, he's very fashionable. He, that, that's another guy that might be of next year's fashion line. Uh, Jan, and then you got March. He'll wear a suit. Ooh, March. He pulls off some no, good suits. No, he does. Suits. Okay, he's got yeah, nice yeah. suits. He got some good suits. Yeah. But then you got to throw John in there. Yeah. Of course. John has everything from a, a head-to-toe Gucci lineup, or you could have a three-piece suit from John, or you could have... Designer jeans and and a leather jacket, like he he can really. You go for any of that stuff. You have no. like a custom suit. What about the? I got you suits. Go to big and tall. You got suits. I have suits, but I do not have. I can't pull off. What the about Kelly the uh, okay. the Gucci right. uh, fanny pack? It's you trying to make a yeah. comeback, yeah. but I just can't do fanny packs. I just I they're just, very mm. convenient. Yeah, they are. You convenient. know, you get your phone in there. Did you have a fanny pack? I, I he do definitely did. Pack, yes. Yeah. You, yeah. He, uh, I can pack. see Jamoke at the zoo with a fanny Actually, pack with this kid. I do. I have one from the Olympics. I got one in the, at the Olympics. Oh, nice. Just because it's from the Olympics the doesn't mean it's cool. <laughs> well, because it means it, it means something to me that I'm like it has. You know. Uh, I'm glad it has meaning. It's, it's still a fanny pack. All right, fanny pack is bad. Still a fanny pack. Well, doesn't well, matter we, if you have hand sanitizer, band aids, batteries, phone charger. Okay. Doesn't matter. Have you splurged on anything, outfit wise? Not I'd so much car, but something. Okay, you took away my splurge. Okay, no, go, okay, my sorry. My is cars. Oh, really? Okay. But not like Lamborghini, Ferrari, oh. anything like that. I'm not, no. That's above my price range. Okay. Uh, I have, I don't know, I wouldn't say that I've splurged on a lot of stuff. I have nice suits. I've got like five or six nice suits. I'm, I'm pretty, com- I, I don't like to spend money a lot. I know okay. that I'm making this money to last me for the rest of my life, so I'm pretty smart about how I... I, I do things. Okay. That's good. We got we got all this food here. Yeah, we need to get ready I, to eat. I, Thank you got, very yeah, much. We got to get going. I, my last one was for a superlative was going to be best eater on the team. Best eater on the team. Best or biggest eater? Biggest. Does it have to be a player? No. No. Oh, so God. our... <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what I'm going for. So our first year, he's our assistant trainer. His nep- or his name is Jeff Bangs. <laughs> I have tagged him a couple times on my Instagram stories, and he can tear some food up. He is a guy, great guy. Uh, he is uh, a guy that's kind of been a buddy-buddy guy for a lot of guys on the team. We give him a lot of crap, but he <laughs> he takes it well. Yeah. So he, um, He's a good dude. He is a great guy, great guy at heart. All right, I, I got one more question for What's you. Up? Unwritten rules oh. in the NBA. It's a good question. Ooh. Okay, because like Uh-oh. I notice on after, let's say you were fouled. Yes. And you and you go on ahead and just do the follow through on your shot, but then yes. an opponent will like block it, even though they know it doesn't count. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Like, who tells you these unwritten rules? The fact that in the locker room, whoever has the most number of years in the NBA kind of like picks where you go to eat or they set the tone for the music in the locker room, stuff like that. Yeah. Who tells you these things? Uh, I think it's just the dominating personalities on different teams. Yeah. Um, the whole block in the shot when it's, it's thrown up, that was learned probably from all of us from Kevin Garnett. Ooh, He's okay. the one yeah. who probably originated that one because he was of the mindset that you should never let your opponent see the ball go through the rim, regardless if the ball is going to count or not. Mm -hmm. If he got fouled and it doesn't count, you're going to get that out of there. Uh, and so you may be told a rookie or a second-year player, hey, don't let that ball go in. We may not even have to tell him that. It wow. might just be one of those things where it's like, no, no, no. You're not getting that on us. We're not going to let you get comfortable. You don't, you're not going to see this go in the basket. So it's yeah. just kind of those things that's – been carried on not even being told to carry mm -hmm, it on but mm -hmm. just like it just happens any other cool unwritten rules no i don't remember no people who pick the music in the locker room or the weight room that's just based off of years of service in the nba yeah, see now i'm not going to be putting on any country in the <laughs> weight room or any rock in the weight room we had a very suspect music playlist today in the weight room, and it was just loud. Our, marching? No, March. March gets away with putting his music <laughs> on because we know that March likes to lift whatever March lifts to. It's like yes. this techno, Euro. house music, Euro oh, yeah. combination. Yeah, we've heard that. We had some interesting music. I think it was like some dubstep music from our head strength coach. And wow. It, you could literally classify that music as like serial killer music. <laughs> like you don't know what's going on in the song. It has no functional beat. It's not catchy. It's just like if you want to be tortured, put this on blast in your headphones and listen to it for about 10 seconds. You'll be like, nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm angry at the world right now. So, yeah. That's good. Well, thank you very much, Jason Smith, for joining us. For everybody that are going to be listening to this podcast, you can put your headphones on this and listen yes, to it, right? Yes. It will not this drive you crazy listening. or anything. Easy listening. Thank you very much to all of the fans for showing up here at Pod DC. Thank you to Crimson, Nick, Laura. We really appreciate you coming out. For Jeremy Hyman and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now, everybody.